up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Defonce Talks Metal. That is me, your host, Daniel Defonce. I have Trevor from the Black Dollar Murder here as my guest for episode number 25. Trevor. Oh, yeah. Hello. How you been, man? How you living? Pretty good. Mostly as a hermit. but uh, <laughs> Same, same. <laughs> staying sane. Uh, yeah. Little projects and things like that. Oh, that's good. Awesome. I know you guys have a, you're planning a live stream concert, right? Or what, is, you uh, mentioned something to me. Yeah, we, we, we're, we have something in the works that's going to drop for Christmas. Okay. So it's got, it's like anti-Christmas theme. And <laughs> we're just basically flying by the seat of our pants to kind of get everything together for it right now. And uh, yeah, been like an endless WhatsApp chain of messages and a lot of, a lot of bitballing locations and stuff and it's definitely giving me some gray hairs and I'll be, I'll be <laughs> already <laughs> when it's in the bag and uh yeah i fly home, I fly home to meet mm. up with the guy um day after halloween at like six in the morning so that pretty oh, much shit. not that i had aspirations for doing anything on halloween because i mean look at the state of things but yeah exactly no that's awesome i mean you haven't been you were saying before you haven't been back to michigan since before the pandemic right right yeah i haven't seen the guys since we uh went to south africa which was supposed to be right before the record came out and then we would launch into the testament tour and yeah. uh all this big stuff we had planned you know i but, remember uh, <laughs> haven't seen the guys since then and uh, you know, mostly i'm just looking forward to that you know just kind of like being with dudes and getting that camaraderie going and yeah. uh reminding us all that we are still a band and still doing <laughs> this is just a long vacation <laughs> uh, yeah you know for me it's been welcome a bit because yeah. we've been we've been on tour for coming up on 20 years straight pretty I much know. and i don't think i've ever noticed the band ever taking a break i mean i could be wrong you guys probably did a little bit here and no i mean we did it's... like we allow a break to record and stuff but for the most part like we haven't said no since this whole thing started. Like there, yeah. there's a moment to be on tour. We'll take it, you know. And yeah, for that's sure. just credo, you know. So in a way, I needed this to get some time at home. Like this is the only thing that could have stopped the band. Yeah, basically. Oh yeah, because we're I mean, so it... fucking stubborn and like <laughs> with that whole thing that I know it would. It takes the entire scene being polished off the map for us to like <laughs> to stop, yeah. Especially after releasing releasing this record, Jesus, it's probably uh, yeah. probably the biggest record. I mean, is this the biggest record for the band? I feel like, Uh yeah, you know, in terms of uh, charting and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. No, it's been and awesome to see. There was, um, you know, apprehension about dropping it during this time, yeah, but we did in that window like right before all the protests and the, mm -hmm. like large amount of animosity kind of came to a boil so yeah uh it, it worked at the time i mean uh this whole thing had just started so interviews were coming out of the woodwork for us because oh, everybody yeah. was stuck and skype is the only thing you can do safely or at least that's what we thought at the time <laughs> so i had way more interviews and way more interest in, in the album than like i felt like we normally would have had yeah so doing like 10 interviews a day um just like cranking them out and um you know it's kind of in the way like a, the perfect storm of press and shit because yeah because of what we 
going on. Everybody was newly stuck at home, staring at their phones. You had the time. We had the time and we had like tons of pre-recorded content, you know. Oh, okay. That's good too. So like we were rolling that out slowly and um, yeah, it just felt like the lane was perfectly clear for people to receive the message. Basically, there was no other like life wasn't there to distract anybody from. Yeah, what we there's were- no there's no excuses. <laughs> you couldn't come and, up with an excuse. And the whole thing kind of like weirdly being centered around pandemics and stuff and yeah, and sp- the spreading of a disease was uh, unfortunately very timely. But yeah, I think if any. It just makes this album like resonate with people right now even harder, you know. Oh, even so, harder for sure. So oh, kind of a a cool happening, I guess, you know. But, yeah, uh, it kind of happened at the I don't know right time. <laughs> it dropped at the right time. So the, if it was a little right, bit later. Right time. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's great, man. It's been awesome to see it because you know I grew up listening to your band. Um, I remember. The first time I saw Black Dollar Murder was in Poughkeepsie at the Chance. It was at the loft upstairs, that smaller room. Um, yeah. Weird, you know that weird ass stage. And oh, um, I remember. yeah, <laughs> and it was with uh, Himza, and I don't know who else was on it. I just uh, three inches of blood. I think that it? was yes. Oh my god, how do you remember Eight, this shit? Uh, uh, well, that was a whole tour. That was like one of our early tours. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, I think it was right when Unhollowed came out, too. Yeah, it was. You know, right? the three of us were pretty much at this equal level of about five people per town care about us. Yeah. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up being the headliner. Like, there was really no reason. To reason for it. Me. Yeah. Um, I feel like the show did well, though, from what I remember. I remember going to the show not knowing who the bands were. One of my friends was just like, yo, this is a sick death metal band. You should go. You should come with me. And so oh, that's I, cool. And so I did. And I just remember, like, Imza definitely stuck out. I never, what's crazy is, like, Three Inches of Blood is a great band. They're just, they never, like, they were, like, one of them that, like, never really caught me, I guess. Um, and then, like, you guys really stuck out a lot. And that's when I was just, like, hooked. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. I you love know, hearing that. Unhollowed was just, like, one of those records. I was like, holy shit. What is this? This is sick. <laughs> but it was a great I, time. Uh, I still love it. Like, I look back at that record, and it's mad goofy to me. Yeah, fine. Really have chops yet. You know, like, a lot of the stuff we recorded there, we were really reaching for at the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we hadn't toured yet. We were about the greenest band there ever was. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we were just... Um, Very green then, right? Local band that had, you know, got laughed at at Michigan pretty much for three years. <laughs> Into a record with um, Mike from Walls of Jericho at the helm, which was oh, that's who did it. Yeah, yeah, it was him, and that. it was um, Ryan Williams who would become our bass player eventually. Oh, okay, it was okay. They were in the studio there, and um, you know, like Walls of Jericho and Earth Mover were the bands when we were coming up. Yeah, and you know, recording with Mike mm. there was intimidating as fuck for some of us, honestly. Yeah, I could imagine and, at that time too. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And just like listening back to the record, I just hear our youth and our inexperience, but I love it. I love the songs. I love how it sounds. You know, it's like a definite photograph of like a time, you know? Yeah, no, it is. It's like just before Pro Tools and everything became like mandatory. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. It's kind of 
loose, the tempos are up and down, and it's it's very live sounding. You know? It is though, it is, and it's. I think it still holds up to this day. Even when I put it on now, I'm like, this shit still sounds. It sounds awesome. I like it. Uh, That's the. Like... It too, but I also hate myself <laughs> for it. Like, uh, I was just so inexperienced at doing vocals that now, like. Oh, I'm like, right. I can hear myself sucking there, there, there. But, you know, that's... <laughs> well, you learn. I mean, how old were you then when you put uh, that record out? Man, like 21 or something. I was the, I'm the oldest in the band again. There's oh, okay. been different lineups where uh, Bart, for example, was older than me when he was did his stint with us. But uh, oh, okay. I'm the older guy. Uh, when I met the, the, the BDM dudes, um, they were just like, so good at their instruments i was blown away yeah uh, me and my friends in high school and in my band that i played in like we were all terrible at what we did <laughs> you know we had fun but um at that moment like when i met those guys i put my guitar down for good oh like, you uh, were playing guitar i was playing guitar in, in different bands and uh yeah you know but that was the moment where i was like i was like i'm definitely not on the right track with this and you know <laughs> yeah uh, it's, i need to switch over and I, you know, I had experience doing vocals. I did play vocals. I did do vocals and guitar in a band. And then yeah. I did guitar in like a kind of disembodied morning again. Um, oh, shit. Okay. The B kind of band, you know, like the early metalcore. Yeah. Like night kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, that was really fun. And that's where I actually um, like befriended Brian. He was one of five people that ever moshed to my old band. And, one, of, uh, one of the five <laughs> <laughs> so we became friends and you know yep. we were like nerds of the scene um you know like we our bands weren't gonna be cool we weren't the popular good-looking dude and um you know it was kind of like a tight scene where mm. you'd see the same people all the time and um it was a in a way kind of a, like a crossover was happening where death metal bands would play with hardcore bands and kind yeah. of everything and uh, you know you had like willow tip records early willow tip bands coming through like circle of dead children and oh, sadist man. and uh you know yeah. we'd play with those bands and but we also play with bane we played with throwdown holy um, shit yeah yeah it was interesting you know what it's I mean? very and interesting we uh we took a lot from playing with hardcore bands i think a lot of our stage presence and um the kind of DIY ethics of, you know, you know, making your own demos and printing the covers and, you know, all the, all the stuff you learn from reading about minor threat and discord yeah. records like that yeah, was yeah. kind of applied to what we did. And, you know, and um, another thing we learned was like, we're trying to keep up with the stage presence of a band like Bane that is yeah. way more, way more simplistic music. I mean, they're still great. I love them, but yes, um, but way more simplistic. You know, they, they have, way way more room to jump around and act a fool on stage and we kind of thought hey uh, we got to stop sitting here looking at our guitars <laughs> like dirt you know, i always notice that about you like when i saw you at that show like you had like insane stage presence i mean you still do you still do move around a lot i uh, think you know you i know? think it it's just it's more controlled now yeah the early it is days kind of like more of a cat like in a bag you know just that's like how it was back then uh, back then though you know a lot of bands were just always all over the place you know on stage just going ape shit you know i didn't know any better i no, would have no told me that my favorite <laughs> actually came up there completely calm and had a cool head the entire time and only looked like they were going crazy yeah i wouldn't have, you know what i mean like that was something i had to like 
learn over time. And, um, you know, like now I can do a whole hour plus set and make it to the last drop, you know, like I don't want to do any more than that. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't either. That's rough. An hour 15 is rough, dude. And it's like, it's sadomasochistic in a way. Like it, it's, it hurts. Yep. It's by the end of it. You're like a drained ass, like piece of human jerky. Mm -hmm. And, but there's some kind of like sick satisfaction about it too. Like you're like, yeah, we did it again, boys. Yep, we did that. We survived. <laughs> I'm not having a heart attack. I can still fucking breathe. <laughs> it's stupid. Like I, I, we fantasize sometimes about playing in like a lounge type band <laughs> and we joke about like how easy it would be and just like how much fun it would be to listen to your own music while you're playing it and just kind of groove and yeah um, but then it gets to the point where we're like well how would we tell if the crowd even liked us if they weren't punching each other in the face exactly that's why it would be so weird to like i don't know with everything going on like to picture like a death metal band playing a show with everyone seated yeah you know we there's it's been hype. some awesome and some brainstorming on that kind of I figured thing. there had to be. I've shut shut it down every time for that exact reason. Like it's just like I don't want to I wouldn't want to do it. It'd be so weird. I I'd rather play in front of nobody than Well, yeah. That's why you do a live stream show. It's like I'd rather do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's way less humiliating to me than having people sitting in silence like <laughs> eight feet apart, you know, at tables or whatever. Like yeah. and not able to like give us the energy we need to kind of get Push that whole that reciprocal thing going. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh yeah. Especially so, when you're doing like an hour a headlining set. Hour, hour and a half you uh, know, hour and a half up there. It's like, how are you gonna get through that with everyone just seated? <laughs> at, at this point for the like stream that we're doing in the in the coming days, like I'm I I'm gonna be excited enough just to play some fucking music oh, with the I, guys. Because like, when was the last show you played? When was uh, it? Fuck, man, March. Yeah, I can't believe time. Yeah. It's already it's already about to be November. Uh huh. It was crazy, <laughs> dude. Those were the were supposed to be the first two dates of a of a new touring cycle. Yeah. And uh, we played two new songs. It was just before the album came out. Okay. And you know, it looked like we had the whole year locked in for just all this sick shit. Oh you know, yeah. And testament going to be like it like the biggest tour Big we've tour. ever done to this point um the most high profile thing we've done yeah and uh we were trying to tour with municipal for a long time too so it was like finally gonna see that come into fruition too yeah and uh yeah then the whole thing went to hell and by the time we were coming back from um africa like lockdown had started is right when you came back yeah, so I just, you know, said goodbye to the guys and went home, and here, and here I am. <laughs> here you are right now. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I don't think any of us ever thought something like this would ever happen in our lifetime, you know? And no. Weird. For sure. Thinking about it, it some days. It's fucking weird, and I don't know if it's ever just going to shut off one day. You know what I mean? Like I know. Things could be permanently affected, man. Like... It's like, did we take certain things for granted too? Uh, yeah, we, we all, we definitely all did. We all did. <laughs> we all did. And <laughs> I don't know if shows will ever be the same. I don't know how long it's going to take to segue into like full blown normal shows. Yeah, I don't either. I wish I had an answer. I always have bands hitting me up. 
Yeah, same. People yeah. think that you're like on the inside. I know. You know, like I know what's like, happening in like the government. Like, yeah, you know, like I have a secret scientific fact that, that very few people have. You know, <laughs> dude, seriously, I'll, I, the, the those questions definitely have calmed down. Like a couple bands hit me up the other day, and I'm like, I don't know. Let's hope for next year at some point, and that's and that's what I tell them. Like, yeah, that's our. You know, you know we we have like a we threw together a tour that we were going to like put in in place of the testament tour because i don't know what the fuck happened but yeah. we're not we're not going to be part of whatever they get up to next so like yeah um so like like they made it look like they're just you know they're just waiting for this tour to be dropped again and like put everything on hold yeah and uh so like people holding the tickets were getting kind of bummed on that and uh some people have definitely raised their internet voice at me in all caps and asking about the tickets and stuff but uh it's testament, yeah testament is the only band that can honor the tickets you know they were the headliner yeah it's and them. That's, that's pretty much the long and the short of it man so um you know we, we're gonna do our own thing as soon as we can hit the ground running we have oh, yeah. an awesome stuff that we've already assembled yeah i that, know uh, gonna <laughs> be freaking it's sick and yeah, so we're excited Just, about that, and, and now the talk about that is, um, I guess, January next year, but that could be optimistic. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, it can if be. you don't book, if you don't book the tour in advance, there won't be a tour. They have to be booked months and months and months in advance. So they could might, end they, up happening, or if they don't, you know, if they don't, and you didn't try, you don't have a tour. That's you it. You know what I mean? And that's if we it. Have if we have to piss in the wind and put tours up and yank them back down again, every band is going to have to do that when this when when this starts up. There's oh, going to yeah. be some shots and misses yet to happen. You know what I mean? Like there's going to so, be for sure. So people better be ready for that because you know they don't understand how long it takes to put a tour together, and yeah. you, you can't pull it out of your ass. No. A month like it's not possible. No, you know? it's not. You know, for smaller bands, it can be possible. You know. But like the smaller, like, you know, 50, 100, 150 cap bands, I could probably pull off a tour like a month and a half, two months in advance. But when it starts coming bigger bands, but you like, don't, you don't want I know I don't want to. <laughs> I've told bands that I've had, you know, I've had plenty of bands be like, yo, hey, we need to fill this, you know, this three weeks right here. It's in, uh, it's in six weeks. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But all right, we got to, you know, and I'll sometimes end up doing it. You know, we'll try, you know, but obviously you got to be straight with them and be like, I don't know what money's going to look like, you know, are you guys okay with this? And some bands are, you know, you got those bands that are, you know, grinders and they're like, I don't, we don't give a shit, you know, get us whatever yeah, you can. <laughs> that's when they send us to the, uh, not the secondaries, but, but, you know, even, even more off the grid. <laughs> oh yeah. Way off the grid. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely not something any agent likes it though i'm like no man give me three months at least three months and then you'll make me feel more relaxed and not that stressed out but and the amount of work and preliminary and stuff of making a tour is insane it is you know, man. If, if kids knew like the push and pull of assembling a lineup um you know like you're oh, asking man. bands to join you for a certain amount of money which may be an insult to them you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it might be. 
there's like egos about what order the band should be in. There's yep. egos about just everything, man. So it's everything, like everything, dude. Well, you might imagine, you know, every every band is friends, you know, like and like it's real easy to do. It's not basically any EDM tour you've seen is Plan Z. Yeah, of the line, you know. <laughs> plan A has never ever gone through for one of our tours. No, know? I don't I think, think I don't think it's ever. Yeah, it's hard. There's been maybe a handful of tours throughout the years of me being an agent that have been like the bands that like the headlining band wanted on their tour has happened, you know, but it's yeah, very I, rare. I, I, it happened once and it was when we asked uh, BT BAM to support us yeah. to Valley College and um, wow. into the moat. And it's basically, be, basically because none of us had real booking agents yet. Oh, none of back us had, then. Yeah. had management yet. So, you could just call each other, and that's how shit was then. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, exactly. Just, dude, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. all right. You find out everyone's like schedules, like everyone's like pretty much open, especially at that time, you know. And it's like, yeah, okay, boom, done. Yeah, but, think, yeah. things are different then. Things are way fucking different. It's like I see, you know, I always get even with like devastation on the nation. It's just like a question, shit. and then when I had to cancel it, people were like, "Are you serious? You're gonna let a virus, you know, this this fake virus?" <laughs> cancel the tour and i'm like yeah we're not hey listen <laughs> i'm not getting into this like debate about politics or the virus or anything like that q anon moms over here okay. yeah i'm just like listen this is just what it is and this is the reality of things you know we're not fucking gonna argue over this crap but a lot of people were supportive a lot of the metal community was like very supportive but you know not all the time <laughs> Yeah, it's you know like I can't imagine what you what you had to like take the brunt of um, because you're not disappointing just like fans of four bands or whatever you know like a whole stacked ass um, oh. festival type lineup you know what yeah. I mean which the amount of work you must do to put together <laughs> it's fucking commendable in itself dude yeah thank you I mean it's definitely it was great to put together that rotting Christ lineup. And it was like great to get like a band like Borknagar on it because they haven't been here in so long. Besides Maryland Death Fest, you know, like a couple years ago. But now that those were both huge looks and like yeah, you know, I was just like something different than the very like a typical festival metal tour you see around. Yeah, very cool to like see like esteemed Euro bands, you know. Yeah, which um, are can be hard to work with at sometimes and hard to oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize that shit, man. And sometimes people don't want to come over here and get in the van. No, like the whole culture of of Europe, like none of the bands you know from Europe has ever set foot in a van. They've oh, no. lived like this, this nice life of buses <laughs> and like venues that treat them like gods. Yeah, and uh, like and uh, you know the money exchange too is a problem with booking Euro bands because our our money's not worth as much as theirs. So yeah, there's there's the first disappointment. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, dude. It's yeah. It's definitely they definitely have more luxury than we do, which is crazy. And you would think it'd be that way over here, but it's not. You know, at some places it is. Like there's definitely a cool a good amount of venues that definitely, you know do their best with like you know catering the bands and stuff like that and really uh opening their doors and and doing what they can to make everybody happy and then there's venues that are just like we don't give a fuck here's your here's your buyout you go right. do whatever you want <laughs> you know 
we're not gonna uh -huh. do anything for you <laughs> but yeah it's definitely way fucking different so let's see I want to ask you about, I noticed, you know, a few months ago you started streaming on Twitch and it was pretty fucking cool to see you on here. What, what, um, made you all of a sudden like stop doing it? Was it just, um, it was basically when, when, um, the riots started and, um, um, yeah, you know, like the, uh, BLM movement was coming to a real head and oh, yeah. I just felt kind of like it would be douchey to be on at that exact time you know what I mean and, I get uh, it yeah that's what I was I wanted to the not be tone deaf, tone deaf to people that had a real message to get across and um <clears throat> I definitely stayed off way longer than I had planned yeah you know, I meant be like a short vacation but um yeah yeah, then I don't know, like this this life happened for a bit there, and um, I get but it. But now I'm nearing I'm nearing time to come back. I mean, I, I I put more money into my setup. It's definitely better than it was. Oh, that's and awesome! I got LASIK semi recently, so no more. Um, oh, no more glasses. Oh no um, shit! Yeah, no more. Um, I was like wondering. I was like, he, Trevor looks kind of different right now. Yeah, I was like. I don't understand what's different. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I'm basically just waiting for my eyes to get more settled in because okay. they get kind of tired staring at a screen. After you know, a little while, of, yeah. When yeah, did you so, get the surgery? How, how recent? Uh, like a month ago. Okay. And uh, I managed to talk uh, Dave from Revocation into it too. He's my uh, oh, friend no out here. Oh, shit. So now we're two LASIK boys just seeing around the world. <laughs> How long did you did you have to like leave your eyes like covered for a few days or how how does that work? Um, you just get basically it? the ride home was like the most hellacious part. Really? Um, I um I had sunglasses on. Okay. I had my hands over my eyes, and um we had these like shades in the in the um Uber pulled down. Oh, my, my girlfriend was like putting a three ring binder over my head too to block from the sun, but. Yeah, this you. Amount of light is so like ah, like, like, staring, <laughs> like staring into the sun, worse than you've ever actually done in your life. And uh, oh, man. so the ride home, I'm just like incessantly crying. Boogers are just filling my mask, and um, I'm Jesus. like, and we're hitting these bumps and shit, and yeah, like it you're was in the city. And uh, <laughs> but meanwhile, I talked to Dave, who had his um, surgery like two weeks later. Oh. And motherfucker just hopped into Uber by himself and went home. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> just really toughed it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, I had my girlfriend, like, babying me, and I'm, like, being a <laughs> infant about it, you know? And he's just over there by himself, going there yeah. by himself, getting it done. I, I, I even offered to, like, go with him and, like, kind of see him through the way home and shit. But yeah. I really <laughs> yep, about just totally, like, big dicks me on that pretty much. <laughs> How has his recovery been? Is he doing good? Uh, yeah, he's you good. Know? He's just a little bit behind me, I, I'd imagine. A couple you weeks, know, like, right? Kind of like, um, it takes a second to focus at first because I've been using, I've been wearing glasses for most of my life, you know, since I was in third grade. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's your eyes job to do the focusing themselves and they don't know how to do it. 
Yeah, so they're just not used to it. Focusing on it like takes a second, and like it feels like every day they get a little bit better at it. And yeah, that's um, good. It seems to have come a, a long way, but like the very first day, you can see fucking far all of a sudden, man. You're just like, wow. I am reading this sign way, way, way out of my range. And you go back and get tested like the next day. Oh, and I shit. tested like, like way uh, better than 2020. So now I'm like one of the X-Men, basically. <laughs> That's fucking <laughs> wild. I can't imagine. How long have you wore glasses for? Like since you were a kid? Well, yeah, since third grade, man. And I'm um, 39. <laughs> so yeah, most of my life. Um, has to be so I never, having them on. I never thought I would. I never like I tried to segue into contacts once. Oh, you did. But I waited, waited till my adult life, which was a mistake. You know, mm. like it wasn't something I could normalize after all this time. Like, yeah, most people I that are really adept with contacts have been poking their eyes since they were in sixth grade or something. You know I mean? so, <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, I, my biggest impetus was to be a better front man. Um, yeah, you know, like I there's advantages to me being up there without my glasses. Like I could headbang and and run around and act a fool. Yeah, but I can't look the crowd like each person in the eye, which I've learned to do since I've been wearing my glasses on stage. Yeah, you and that kind of connection with people is very fucking powerful. If you can single somebody out and like they know you're looking at them. Oh, they fucking know, man. Whoa, you you're know, like, like what? That, <laughs> that's seriously powerful. So. The yeah. era of me wearing my glasses, like the last two or so years, three years, that's what I've been doing is like trying to address every motherfucker in the crowd for at least once. Yeah. You know, try your best. And now, now I can combine both of those things. Like now I you're can fucking headbang, ready. <laughs> I, can, I can be a maniac yep. with the hair around. You and don't have to worry about your glasses. Um, I don't want to have glasses filling up with water like a fucking aquarium. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine how many pairs of glasses you broke over the years. Um, I haven't that... broken that many like no? on stage. Okay. Uh, funny but... story. The, the time I did break them on stage was um, the very first time Brian Slagle came to see us play. He flew to Detroit. Um, we hadn't toured yet, but we were like opening a um, tour that was coming through. It was like Cataclysm. Oh, shit. Okay. Haunted. Yep. And yep. Uh, we opened that. And he he flew all the way there to see us. Wow. Uh, we we sucked really bad. I felt like, <laughs> and I was really bummed. And I remember turning around and walking toward the drums to be like, "Well, that was it. That was it, guys." <laughs> the bass drum, and put my toe down, and heard a crunch, and uh, there were my glasses. I uh, I stepped on them. <laughs> that fucking sucked so much. <laughs> So that was like the icing on the cake. I was like humiliated. I thought, I thought the label might like regret signing us. You know, they oh, probably just like, they're like, all right, they're just green. You know, we'll just get yeah, them out there. We'll help them. Which is what happened. You know, we they yeah. they helped us get a band and just threw us into touring. You know, basically, and exactly what we wanted to do. And you know, we learned we learned by by doing basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean. Yeah, on Hollow came out on Metal Blade. So you've been with Metal Blade for how long now? The whole time, man. Whole uh, well, since 2003. They might have even gotten a hold of us at the end of 2002. Wow. Um, uh, but we weren't like signed, and and the the actual Official. launch of the album was in 2003. Yeah. 
And uh, we were on tour the moment that it dropped. We were out on tour with Set Ablaze. And um, oh, wow. they were mates from our label, previous label, Love Lost, which was a very small. I remember Love, Love Lost. Wow. Yeah, it was like. I remember that name in so uh, long, dude. Into the Moat, who would eventually segue into um, Metal, Metal Blade, Blade as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Bob from A Life Once Lost booked the tour. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, yeah, he booked the tour. And, um, you know, it was pretty piecemeal. You know, like there were some days missing. And, of course. You know, no one, no one knew who either one of us fucking were. So, um, it's expected. You know, we were lucky that there were some people at some of the shows. You know yeah. what I mean? They were definitely lucky. <laughs> Those are those are people though that like will forever remember those shows. Just like I rem I'll never forget seeing you guys and, and that was just something you know crazy. Yeah, I, I so it's cool. So, and, you know, especially back then, I think we were even more of a spectacle to, to behold. You know, like um, oh, yeah. just being as weird as we were and kind of like these misfits that just didn't look like we should be playing what we were playing. And that's what um, stood out about you guys to me. I was just like. And, playing death metal but they don't look like they're in a death metal <laughs> yeah, lots lots of times people thought we were the roadies while we were setting up until <laughs> we started to play <laughs> and uh, you know like, like now short hair and metal has been more normalized you know yeah but but then it definitely wasn't dude and like the first time we went to europe was a real big reminder of that dude we were oh, um man. uh second out of this big kind of festival tour that was uh, Belfagor, then us. Belfagor oh. was bummed about that, and I can understand that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were several albums in at that point. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, so we were second, then Finn Troll, then Vader, then Napalm Death, then Marduk headline. Jesus, what a lineup. That was our first taste of Europe, dude, and we were we were in this like big three-band um, yeah. fucked up. <clears throat> With Finn, Troll, and Vader learning how to drink, getting a crash course <laughs> in yeah. vodka consumption from those guys. Oh, and, uh, you know, like, every single day, people would come up to me and just, like, give you the Euro compliment, you know? Or it's like, oh, really? Yeah. You are a talented band, but um, why are you here on this show? <laughs> no one got it. Well, oh, they <laughs> did. They understood, but, like, why are they on this show? <laughs> But a lot of like the more traditional long hair, leather clad conglomerate was like scratching heads at that point. You oh, know yeah. I mean? so <laughs> what was like the reaction like? Was it like kind of 50 50? Yeah, it was. was you know, it yeah. was there were some, sometimes it would go over like really good. And then with some people, like they just wouldn't have it and they would try to get physical even. And um, what? that really was like a lot of the early tours we did where. We'd go out with um, Nile, Behemoth, and King Diamond. Yeah. Um, yeah. There would be some people in the crowd that were so not wanting to see this short-haired band um, <laughs> that, like, they they would throw stuff or girl insults or like. I remember a few times where like I had to get physical with people. You know Holy what I mean? Shit. And it was crazy. It made it made it. Um, it just made us even a better band. You know, we just had to fight even harder to impress. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. it, every show feel like a fucking war. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You're literally going to war right now <laughs> with these people. <laughs> it was crazy. It was it was nuts. crazy. But we learned a lot from that kind of um, adverse. 
And, um, you yeah. know, we're still winning over some of those people with each record. You know, people like you still are. like, um, you know, the, uh, the, the quote unquote true metal guys, you know, we're still we're still kind of like breaking their defenses down slowly. That's you know, but, but we've come a long way in that regard. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, too, because I'm like, you're like that one death metal band that'll just come out with like Hawaiian shirts and just like dress not like a death metal band. And like how doing those like goofy things that you did, was it like, did it trip people out, I guess? It definitely did. And it, it made us stand out. Like we didn't really mean to be this weird oddball band. Like when we <laughs> came out, my mission was to be considered a death metal band. And in my yeah, mind, yeah. that's you know, like even today, that's where I stand. You know, yeah. that's where the, the influences we put into the band come from, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that to me, that's, that's how I slice it. Yeah. But, um, um, you know, it started with like, okay, unhallowed, we're not going to put any pictures of the band in there. We're just yeah. kind of like try to fool people in case they're not ready for this. <laughs> and no um, pictures of us. And then like the, the posters started to circulate and, um, you know, that kind of put people off. Yeah. And then we started getting featured in magazines next to Azalea Dying and Unearth, who were both like signed yeah. to the label same time as us so yeah you're you on know, the same label saw us being like lumped into metalcore pretty quickly mm-hmm. at that time and um you know so we just started to do more weird shit more weird shit and then we were <laughs> making videos and we realized very quickly that we'll never make a good video with the budgets that people have for metal videos yeah, like it's not gonna there happen. are very very few actually good metal videos and a lot of money and patience and effort went into those videos. Yeah. And um, so, like, I remember recording the first couple of videos, like, Contagion and then um, Funeral Thirst, which are both, like, fucking garbage. <laughs> as far as I heard, I mean, they did well for us. And, like, yeah, they no, they did. But if you see them, like, and just rate them on, like, what they are, like, it's really laughable. It looks like a... <laughs> like a Spanish video from high school or something you know what i mean yeah yeah really fucking heartbroken seeing those videos back for the first time yeah and just like humiliated you know what i mean <laughs> um, so then That's we came hilarious. to miasma and um we made the vulgar picture video which was a bit more successful it actually looked good yeah and then the next video was miasma and uh that was where we would kind of just take the budget for the video and get trashed with the money and make that the video. And that really was a wake up call for people for how weird we were and how different we were. And yeah. um, that was a big moment in people realizing that we weren't just the same as the yeah. rest of the bands. And um, I remember when we were um, turning in the photos for Miasma mm-hmm. and we had, we had like, you know, we're in this basement of some Chicago venue and you know, some of us are drinking beer, some of us are laughing, some of us are smiling. Um, yeah. John was punching Dave in the face. Oh, and my God. I remember the label being like, what the fuck are these? <laughs> Is that- <laughs> We're like, it's us hanging out. Like, it's us, man. Up. And um, now you see, like, so many bands have done that since, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Standard. But, um, but then, like, there was some trepidation from the label about, like, revealing our humorous side or not being like totally serious character you know but like i've never been able to have that character really on stage like i get in my 
down gremlin mode, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for sure you do. And that kind of helps me embody the kind of evil characters that I'm, you know, like singing about in the lyrics. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I can't really contain my like my happiness to be there, my excitement to yeah. be with my people, so to speak, you know. Yeah. So I am just beaming up there. Like I cannot stop smiling. I cannot stop laughing. Yeah, because everyone's and, having uh, a fucking blast, and you're like, "Shit, I am too." This is sick. I, I, I felt like it would be kind of like not my genuine self to like put on this this veil of like, "Don't fucking talk to me. <clears throat> Don't look at me. I'm you know from another planet." Or <laughs> I'm scary death metal man. <laughs> love those bands too like no, i a do lot too of my, i do too one of my favorite bands are those bands that like seem like they have no fun even when no one's looking you know yep. what i mean yeah just for us and who we were like it just didn't fit it just didn't and, uh, yeah you of, couldn't uh, make that work <laughs> a lot of the influence of like kind of you know wearing the, the flag of being fans of hardcore and punk on our sleeves and shit yeah came from the big four and um so did the humor of like anthrax mm -hmm. and um and Metallica, you know, and like, and just yeah, being like that. up there in our regular clothes, you know, our jeans and t-shirts and, yeah. you know, like they always, Megadeth had fucking Dead Kennedy stickers all over their guitars and Slayer did, and mm -hmm. they covered punk songs and, um, oh, yeah. it, you know, it, it wasn't as cut and dry about what you were supposed to like. Mm hmm you know what I mean? Like no. it, it got that way for a while. What You're was right. Like, Who's, whose side are you on, man? <laughs> yes. I mean like you couldn't like admit that you liked hardcore or metal or you know what i mean like it was yeah. like the quick the quick route to be a poser or something <laughs> but um you know in reality like um i don't know we just looked to like the big four and just being like your your authentic self kind of and yeah. um you know making fucking good time out of it and uh it just became infectious where like you said um the crowd would react with that kind of jubilation oh yeah and just go back and forth and kind of create this really weird really refreshing and exciting dynamic you know and yeah. um you know my favorite shows are ones with no barrier with no security where yeah. everyone can I jump can just, on stage and shit and, and you know i trust us i trust i trust the scene i trust our fans and you know there's times where that trust gets gets fucked with you know but for the most part it's how things should be you know like i i want that fourth wall to be broken down i want to be able to take the mic stick it in people's mouths so they can sing yeah I you want to give it to them pull people on stage and make them stage dive maybe even for their first time i've done that like for oh fucking hundreds. yeah um, and just kind of like break them out of even what it normally means for them to see a show you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i want to give them an experience yeah you know and it, it ha it's better for us too like it's just um it's more real it's more raw it's more exciting to get that kind of a response you know so oh, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of that we took from hardcore too you know like micing yeah, people up not a death metal thing that you normally see you know what i mean where no you do not ever see that today and you know ray capo is every other word is yeah. someone in the crowd you know our bane or whatever yeah and uh you know we took that with us and um and a, a lot of the early approach was learned from Black Flag and um, oh, okay. from Rollins, his book, Get in the Van, was yeah. weirdly 
you know, most of the book was him complaining about how much tour sucks. And <laughs> I never read it. I know a book you're talking I mean, about. They, now, yeah. They did have it way worse than us. Like people putting cigars out on Henry and, you know, throwing glass mugs at them. And, you know, yeah. they took the brunt of not, not looking at punk as like all these Mohawk stupid idiot people in the crowd, like thought they should look. So, yeah. you know, they they definitely faced a lot of, um, you know, adversity and overcame a lot of shit. And yeah. but what I took from that book was, guys, we got to get on tour and go take shit over, and you know, like yeah, exactly. Make our own demo packaging and do everything DIY, and you know, we learned a lot about like how to um get out there, you know, from from that approach, and and you know, so so if we are a core band or we ever were, like those are for me yeah. the parts of it I agree with you know i have no qualms sure. with whatsoever i feel like and, that's what um, kept the i feel like you're i don't know you're like live show it's just everything together has kept the band rolling so much like no doubt oh, sure. like there, there are some bands that you go see and then you're like okay there that there it was yeah it kind of feels like the close of a chapter but we've been very lucky to excite people enough that, that they'll come back you they'll know come back. i, I some people eight times i've seen some people 30 times yeah i can imagine and how many times you've seen like certain a lot of people it's so flattering and so such a fucking honor and it just speaks volumes you know about like, that what we're doing is is right that we got the right recipe you know yeah. what i mean to like, sustain this thing and you know we thought about um we thought globally from day one and we also thought about longevity mm -hmm. because you know i wasn't I mean, I knew that um, Cannibal Corpse had endured the ups and downs of metal's popularity because you look at oh, yeah. the late mid to late '90s, there was a real downswing in metal's popularity. I think when people for, got got tired of the first big wave of death metal kind of coming through, yeah, and new metal also broke out and kind of like led people into a different um, stratosphere. There, it did, yeah. And, you know, around like '98, '99. Um, you had like earache trying to change their label into like an industrial label, and they even had this curse of like, you know, very eye pleasing logo instead of the classic logo. I and know. they were they were selling Jenkos, basically like these big like pipe pants. Yeah, what and, the um, fuck? There was a lot of like label kind of crisis going on. Mm -hmm. There, metal, metal blade. Time. Yeah, like Metal Blade was in a downswing. They were very lucky to have um, um, Six Feet Under like drop Maximum Violence and do very well. Yeah, like, at the off. time, kind of like a like a big boost for the label that they really needed at that time. So yeah, yeah. Um, so like I already had it in my mind that that metal is going to fluctuate in popularity and it's that go we were, through those phases, right? And yeah. that we were gonna endure you know what i mean it's just like be a kind of our own thing and um you know being called so many different genres over the year has really played out into being this super big advantage for us oh yeah I, I mean if we only had strictly death metal fans and we only went down this very death metal route we would have like hit a, gl a glass ceiling eventually yeah and um you know to be called all these different things and mm -hmm. You know, every, every time we're online, if you check the comments, there's like a 30-page genre battle between people still. still. You know? Those will never die. <laughs> that's never going to go away. 
And I just, I've realized, like, at once where I was so, like, oh, I just want to be this death metal guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicking rocks about it. Like, it, it honestly has played out into why this band is so big and so has such longevity. Like, I look out in the crowd and I see every fucking walk of the underground, you know, punks. Everyone's there at a dollar show. I've seen death it, too. Yeah. Death metal you know, true metal types and kind of everything in between, it's a man. very and mixed crowd of metal types. I love that about it. You know? Oh, I, yeah, um, that's fucking amazing to have that. Those scenes, and it's enabled us to be able to play to all those different kinds, walks of people. You know, we've yeah. done, we'll do a deathcore tour, which is a little bit out of my favor, you know what I mean, for the most part. There are yeah. certain bands. I like, but overall, I'm a, I'm a more of a true metal guy and a death metal guy. Yeah. But you know, we've done deathcore tours, mm -hmm. and then we'll come back and do Carcass and Gorguts on the other side of the page. Mm -hmm. And you know yeah, that's yeah. more high speed. But again, if we only played to that conglomerate, you know, like we would hit a glass with things well. and shoot ourselves in the foot. And you know, I never saw the band getting to the point where we would be doing like your sounds of the underground or mayhem or that. or your your um devastation as, or anything like that or like, anything summer yeah i know you guys never definitely... saw cannibal corpse out on things like that yet yeah. so there was no no like blueprint for a band like us so when they put us on ozfest when metal blade like footed the bill to get us on there that was oh, yeah something ozfest you guys played i never, I never imagined that for us and that basically proved that the music was, it was more accessible than I thought it was. Yeah. And, um, for sure. How, that that would work, you know? And then all of a sudden, we were on a lot of tours that followed that model, you know, like Sounds yeah. of the Underground, Cannibal, and Behemoth. And, um, Mayhem also with Cannibal and Behemoth. Yeah. And, you know, it was just the very beginning of a changing of times, basically. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that moment of, of the best thing that really happened with OzFest was the amount of press that we got in the oh. wake of it. And, like, that was a big eye-opener for people that, like, we were, existed, you know, and yeah. we were in scenes big next to... Best. Big tour. I mean, the biggest, honestly, metal tour. For sure, that dude. And we, I mean, shit, right? We're on one of the better lineups, and um, the yeah. year that we were on, like, it was the Haunted, In Flames, oh, um, Ozzy or no Sabbath and Maiden Sabbath. headline, so we got to see them every fucking night. I mean, that's um, just wild. It was, dude. Trivium was on it. Oh, I want to say Shadows Fall was on it. Probably. Um, so a lot of bands that influenced Soilwork, uh, Soilwork. a lot of bands, Arch Enemy. So a lot of bands that influenced <laughs> that we looked up to. Yeah. Suddenly, we're like on a tour with them, yep. and um. That was like mind blowing for us, you know what I mean? To like oh, yeah. be invited up into the haunted bus and to have them say like, Hey man, you know, like we think your band is cool and we like your record. And it's we like, were like oh. I was I seriously felt like I was made. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like this is it. Like, I was like I felt so like <laughs> I don't know, just so this blown away i mean like, completely blown away probably completely blown away they're my fucking heroes you know and yeah um, yeah yeah yeah. and the twins are very you know they're not very talkative they're very tight-lipped so are you they? get a cop from them yeah and that they liked our record and stuff and you know that they they weren't a 
you know, offended by our very, you know, like we're very influenced by them, especially in the very early days, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So, like, you know, beating us up and putting us in a locker was a, a somewhat of a relief, you know? That is definitely wild to like meet people that like you like really look up to, especially when you're in a band and you meet a band that you like you and the guys like look up to so much and you're influenced and by you know and we hadn't done it that many times yet you know yeah. we toured with him, and that was cool we toured king diamond but you don't meet king diamond on the king diamond tour yeah you... well brian did exchange did a hand with him and that was it a rarity yeah but, uh, i mean i don't know any more about him than i did before the tour honestly like <laughs> i really don't which in a way is cool for me because it's cool keeps it still have that that like tunnel vision fandom of yeah. you know, being this larger than life thing, you know what I mean? So which is like so I, I remember just like when I was you know growing up and like finding out about metal bands this and that and just ha like not knowing who they are like before social media. So it's just like it was always like is that that feeling is like very cool, and I feel like a lot of like younger people don't know how we felt then, you know, before the social media. So, oh yeah, I don't think there's a you know way for saying? them. No, because yeah. like everything was word of mouth and the amount of information that you gathered about metal was a slow fucking trickle, dude. Yes, it was slow. big as fun. Um I found a new band name in the thank you list. <laughs> I would look in the thank yous and be like, that's a cool name. Me I gotta too, find that record. Running list of these names and you know. Sometimes yeah. you find out that they were only like a local level band and they never did anything. But sometimes you were like, all right, gore lust, you know, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I remember going to like but, FYE like, and shit and just like finding records that looked cool and then scanning them and listening and be like, this is sick. Oh, dude, like, <laughs> even that was a big step up from that like, was a big step up. Yeah. When that. I remember in that era, like for me, it was all about uh, blockbuster music, and I bet oh, a lot of people shit. don't remember. I don't even remember that. Uh, you could go there and listen to any CD in the whole place, and they would open it for you and like put it on the disc man at this big desk. Wow, and uh, really? so basically, we'd have our parents drop us off nearby and go there and like punish the workers there <laughs> all day. You know, just listen to Everything. any CD that we ever saw in Metal Maniacs or anything. <laughs> Or had cool artwork, or had Scott Burns' name on the back, <laughs> sir. So you that know, shit it was, was cool, man. That was like was, the the time was so awesome. It was constant research. It was constant, like there wasn't social media like humanizing Cannibal Corpse. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, nobody knew at the time that Alex Webster was actually the nicest person in the entire fucking world, and that. You know, he would lay his jacket in the mud puddle for you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first got wind of death metal and got butchered at birth, like, oh, I yeah. seriously, I thought, how <laughs> the fuck can they do this? How can they get away with this? Yeah, how did they fucking do this shit? Like, and I, get away I, with it. <laughs> like, I thought that somehow people were actually hurt in the making of this music. <laughs> like... It just it scared it was, you. It was like it, scary. It's like how did they? Contraband yeah, and like you couldn't just <laughs> go on the internet and find out it's a bunch of fucking dorks. And you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> it's but, true though. Is it you'll find bands like wow, this band's fucking like heavy. Like this is scary. Sh- this is really good. You know, like kind of sounds scary. Like fucked up lyrics, and then you find you find them on social media, and they're like these goofy ass dudes. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, we're, we're all the kind of weird. Yeah. Or high school, you know, like that's that's metal. That's, basically. That is metal, like yeah, for the most all part. Kind of- I think found this music and hardcore and the, basically any underground walk of music by being weird, not being, being different, same as the rest, not having the same satisfaction in the things that normal people get satisfaction from, you know, like, yeah, I remember finding this music and it was like the biggest awakening for me because oh, I didn't man, fit time. anywhere. I was a huge nerd. Yeah, I loved, I loved horror. So like, you know, that bridge was like, huge right there i loved role-playing too so oh, yeah. those three worlds combined in a major way you know what i mean right yeah. this, big time uh, i was also like on the fence about religion too like uh um, yeah i was there when i was younger forces in my life were saying different things about it yeah and um you know i'm coming into masturbating and finding my sexual self and shit like that yeah and really fucking you know apprehensive about it because there was so much was... religion like connotation you know like you're going to hell for fucking whacking your butt to pamela anderson little man you know? <laughs> it's true though it's like that's the so, shit so so finding metal and finding my friends and finding out that like yeah. atheism was a normal thing you could do and be a part of and believe in was like so oh. it's huge and so freeing and so like yeah i'm like yeah, fresh air. all the time yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Mike Caputo in the chat. You know, Mike, you know, I'm talking. Do you know Mike Caputo? Yeah. I jerk off to spite Jesus. <laughs> Some, someday, man, we'll tour together. Uh, we have a European tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, to Saturn. And, I remember uh, now. Yeah. And whenever, you know, th- uh, you know, there's one that's booked right now, but it's not looking too good. Yeah. Obviously, but but when it's time, it'll happen. Happen. So me and Mike Caputo, we He's will laugh. We will laugh together. That that is for sure. Have you guys met before? I love Caputo, man. He's uh, I, briefly in person. Briefly. Uh, we met at the uh, the bar. Yeah, uh, dirt He's... bar. <laughs> so. <Wait. laughs> Getting pretty fucked up there. Yeah. Well. I'm surprised like we never met. I don't think we ever yeah, have. Me too. I mean, we had to have been in the same place. At the same oh, time. yeah. I mean, I've been to Dahlia shows plenty like, of times. One of our shows, but, yeah. you know, in terms of business and stuff like that. It's I'm just like one of those things. I even, like, I had Eddie, you know, Eddie from Suicide Silence. I had him on here a few weeks ago, but we really started connecting, like, a few months ago through my friend Josh. Uh, Eddie started, like, streaming and shit, and we just, we just, it off start playing you know call of duty and shit together other stuff but like yeah it was just it's like crazy it's like this year i've been like meeting so many more people than i usually have which is crazy you know like i should have met years ago like we should have talked years ago but it never has happened forced to you know what i mean like these other avenues and yeah you know like imagine owning stock in zoom before all this popped off man, man can you fucking imagine what these motherfuckers that have stock in like zoom even skype i mean yeah, shit. If I had, you know if i could time travel that might be my my uh back <sighs> yeah 
almanac move right there. I tried getting into stocks this year. Like my friend Mike is very, you know, you know, he he knows what he's doing with the stock, and I try like learning, and I'm like, this is too much. This is too much shit to watch. Like I can't do this. <laughs> you have to constantly watch. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep an eye on all this crap, all these stocks. And you have to know when to buy, when to sell. You know what I'm saying? When to trade. And I'm just like, nah, I can't do this shit, bro. This ain't, this ain't me. I'm, I'm a man child. I, I grew up in a van. I've been in a van for 20 years. You know, like, my, I, I stunted my growth at 21 when I jumped in the van. Yep. So, so this is what you get. You all made this. <laughs> you all did this to me. <laughs> this is what you get, dude. I'm, I've had arrested development at 21. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, and I don't know. In here, I fucking am. <laughs> what did Mike, Mike said? Trevor actually cut me off when I was talking when we met by poking my chest and being like, dude, I'm so obsessed I missed that fest. How was it? Referring to Chicago Domination Fest shirt. <laughs> yes, That's yes. Awesome. I, uh, I regret not seeing the Domination Fest. I know. I was going to go this year. I haven't been to a full-on Brutal Death Metal Fest ever. No? Uh, we, played, we played some very Brutal Death-centric festivals in the mm. early days, like uh, like by the, the dudes that like did Milwaukee Metal Fest. And, I remember uh, that, like, yep. Ass dudes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, um, yeah, we, I've never like been an attendee to a straight-up, full-on, all Just, Brutal Death Metal Yeah, front-to-back uh, Brutal Death Metal. Played, um, Mountains of Death. But uh, we were the sore, we were the sore thumb there for sure. Yeah, where was where <laughs> that is that fast? That's, that's sounds... like in the mountains in Switzerland. Like it, the setting there is so fucking gorgeous. Like I could imagine. Seriously, at the foot of these mountains, and you go swimming in this this stream that's like perfectly clear. You can drink the fucking water right out of there. Yeah, and then you walk over to the stage and see uh defeated sanity so it's basically like the coolest thing there ever was you know but uh we only got to be like part of a day from it you know yeah. like i didn't the full like Is you know like... i've never gone, gone to a fest like as the guy in the tent yeah you know? yeah i've been on the other side you know all the time there. yeah I didn't, you know like i hear about shows and i don't even get excited about them because i just count on my not being able to see them <laughs> yeah that's, that's what i've learned over time because you you're gonna it's like i'm probably gonna be on for when that fest happens <laughs> there, there was some cool shows i had tickets for it for vitus but that this whole thing ruined you know um yeah. i was go see cathealist i was very excited about that um and um defeated sanity on that origin tour yes we yeah, played that... with defeated Sanity once oh, in like it. 2008 or something wow and Long time i ago. wasn't i wasn't as massive of a, a fan of them as i am now so yes uh, those, i'd love to see them again those guys rule and they put out such a good fucking record this year too oh yeah that's Which, absolutely one of my favorites of the year yeah same um, incredible they're just oh fuck <laughs> what happened oh shit it went oh we'll fix it oh no what happened? Did we lose Trevor? Ah, shit. Hold on, everybody. Poor connection, it's saying. What did it do? Uh-oh. I think I got to call him back on it. He was going to... 
do Skype from um, his computer, but his mic wasn't working. I think his phone died. Yeah, so we were going to, when I first called him on Skype, his microphone wasn't working at all. So I was like, yo, just use your phone. So I have a feeling his phone just died. And that was him saying, oh, fuck. <laughs> F's in chat for a dead phone. So hold on one sec. I'm sure he's plugging it in right now. How's everyone doing? Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, wait, what was this? Hold on a second, everybody. Sorry. We have a ton of friends. Yes, I mean, shit, man. We got a lot of fucking people here right now, like 35 viewers or some shit. That's what it says on my end. That's incredible. To everyone new that has followed me, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Oh, there's Trevor right now. Hold on. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Did your phone die? <laughs> What happened? Trevor, can you hear me? Oh my God, what is it doing? There's a poor network connection? Can't be on my end. My shit is in the green, it says. Oh, let me try to call him back. Why do I have two Trevors on my Skype list? Yeah, Facebook could work better, but... What is it doing? I've been trying to get more people to use Discord. Is Discord video? Yeah, I can screen cap it. I even I don't think Trevor has. Yeah, Discord is goat. Facts, Keith. Facts. I don't think Trevor has a Facebook though. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Sorry, everyone. Oh. You there? Uh, uh, oh, there you are. I can't hear you, though. Can you hear me? Hold on. Now you can see me while I charge my phone. <laughs> I'm trying to get it put into OBS right now. Is your mic still not working? There we go. That should fix it. Hold on a second, everybody. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me... Uh... Woo! You're big. Let me size this down. Oh, hello. There we go. It works. Your mic works. Can you hear me? That was not working before. Here we go. Yo, can you hear me? 
I can't hear you, but I think you can hear me. I can hear you. So that's the start. All right, hold on a second. Oh, man. I can hear him. This wasn't working before. No, it says my microphone is working through Skype. <laughs> hold on, everyone. I wonder what the fuck. Hello? Hello? Why can't he hear me? It might be his headset. Uh, let me open up the chat screen. Is your headset connected? Yeah. You're right, Andrew. Need to change, uh, fix your output. Skype. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Damn it. Because I couldn't even, when he was using his computer before for Skype, it wasn't even, I, his mic wasn't working at all. What up, Violence Obscene? Welcome back. My 20s flashes back to me, yes. You might have to use a different headset. Were those Bluetooth? Hold on, guys. Wait, what? Hold on a second. What happened? Are you there? Oh, there you are. I'm fucking here, goddammit. Whoa. Your mic was working. <laughs> I, I knew I knew that too, but I still couldn't get this fucking sound figured out for, on oh. my end, so I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's son Meeting of a you, bitch. I'm listening <laughs> like you in a lag. Yeah, so. that Twitch lag. This is the best grandpa could do, and fuck <laughs> all you kids out there laughing at me. <laughs> It's all good. I had a feeling when you said, oh, fuck, or whatever, I was like, I think his phone died. <laughs> yeah, it totally did, dude. I, I plugged it in. At, I mean, it was plugged in, but it only had 1%, you know? And, oh, so, uh, yeah, it's going to shut down I, right I, away. I, it was like, nah, dude. Nope. <laughs> it's all good. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We are back. So, let's see. I'm going to look on my, I, I, you know, there's some stuff I'll jot down when I do these podcast episodes. Let's see, one of them, did you ever take vocal lessons or did you just learn to do it yourself? Um, no, Along I've the never, way. And I, I wouldn't know how to give someone a lesson either. Yeah. Like I, like, I don't know how to verbalize what I do. Yeah. But I have taken bits and pieces from people that were actually trained and okay. like, um, Melissa Cross's DVD, uh, I of, you know, like everybody knows that one. Everyone that, knows that, that definitely, yeah was a big oh shit <laughs> what did it do why did it turn sideways <laughs> oh wait you know what i can wait can i no oh why won't it let me here we go i can fix it oh no it's his phone dying again son of a bitch what is it doing 
I thought he said he had it plugged in. <laughs> oh my god. What? Oh. Are we back? There we go. Can you hear me? There's there's no god. There's definitely no, no god. No, there's no god. Can if you, you had any any idea? Can you hear me? He can't okay. hear me. I'm not sure what fucking camera's on me now. It's your <laughs> Okay, I guess I'm going to try to listen to you on Twitch. This ought to be really funny. You want to? See how big my lag is here. Oh, God, his lag has to be big. Uh, how, how long? Can you hear me right now, Trevor? Let's see how long of a lag it is. <laughs> Did you hear me at all? Why is this... Okay, I can hear you now. Oh, really? Through the stream? Only takes like 45 seconds. <laughs> I can kind of hear it in the background. There it is. <laughs> All right, man. So... So you never took vocal lessons, right? I guess ask me a really long... <laughs> yeah, here we go. Question. We'll go to a different one. Who... Let's see. So who in the band is behind all the artwork for the records? Is that like a group effort? Or is there like one or two guys in the band that are always have the ideas for the artwork? Uh, it's, it's me, really. Um, I've been kind of controlling of that ever since the beginning. And um, it's something I enjoy. I, I love having the budget to do whatever we want now, where the first two records looked pretty shot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess you could just mute it after I ask a question so you don't hear yourself. Let's talk about uh, some newer metal bands that you really like right now. What are like so like a top five that you can think of? Um, I've been loving Spirit Possession. They're from um, San Francisco, I think. They have members of Ulthar, but it's a uh, black metal, a little bit on the thrashy tip. Been loving that. Um been loving maggot stomps roster yeah, maggot stomps um, great all the old school bands they have on there a lot of young <laughs> kids playing old school death metal in a cool way um mortal wound is probably my favorite from their whole uh camp mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think of what i've heard recently that's really cool that's um let's see what else axis of light from the uk they're playing raw black metal it's very melodic, though. Really like that record, the uh, self-titled that came out this year. Awesome. Um, what else? Uh, Gargoyle, Dave Davidson from Revocation's other band. Oh, yeah. I uh, forgot Dave has another kinda band. Kind of like Virus meets Alice in Chains. So it's like experimental black metal goes grunge. 
That's Be interesting. Dope. That's interesting. <clears throat> um, let's see. What's one song? What's one Black Dollar Murder song that you always now? What love happened? To play? Oh no. <laughs> Call me back on your phone. Try Skype on your phone. All right. Yeah, we might have enough juice for that now. Or try to keep it plugged in. Are you able to? I will. <laughs> Come on, you bastard. I guess I should close that out. Sorry, everybody. Thank you for staying here, though. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Loving. Oh, what's up, Jared from Archaic? My guy. Let's see if this will work. <laughs> Unacceptable. I want my money back right now. Refund me my subscription. <laughs> Yo, we chilling now. Thursday night. Rosie's in the background somewhere. She's finally hanging out with me. Oh, there he is. Hold on. There you are. There we All go. Right, caveman is back. Caveman is back. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was awkward asking you questions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> Hold on, I'm switching it over on here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I put you through. <laughs> I was about to be like, all right, let me let me just maybe maybe I call him on the phone, <laughs> and we can make it work that way somehow. Yeah, that that would have worked, I guess. If I think that could have like, happened, right? That could have worked. Video from the Skype on my computer plus the phone. <laughs> I think it could fucking work. <laughs> I am sweaty, man. This has put a lot of fucking sweat on my brow. <laughs> my bad. My bad. That's <laughs> no, cool, dude. I, it's my fault. I feel like a tool bag. So it's cool. all right. You're good, dude. All everyone's right. what, everyone's loving it. What's <laughs> let's say what's uh what's one Black Dollar Murder song that you you love you always love to play live? Is there one that stands out that you just um, always love? Like the number one. Like a lot of people do have a number one, but maybe it'd be hard. But it's really the same songs that the fans like, you know. Like, uh, yeah, Death Note Divine is probably our big, our most loved song, I would say. Yeah, and uh, figured because of the reaction to it, I think it's like one of my favorites to play. Yeah, and uh, I will return from Deflorate, uh, okay. that we've clo we've closed, um, with that a lot. Yeah. And I really love that, not just because it's the end of the set and I get to go like fuck off soon, but it's just <laughs> it's just a cool song and it's um uh very fun. Dang it's on. very fun live, very high energy, and um yeah, it's definitely that one. As far as ones we don't play on the reg, um yeah. Carbonized and Cruciform from Ritual, I'd really love to bring back. Yeah, bring that one back. Oh. Yeah, I really like that one. Phone acting weird. It's a black metal. Yeah, it's definitely drinking A and W right now. <laughs> no, that's definitely awesome. Um, 
Did you guys ever, I don't know, did you guys ever think the band was going to take off like it did? When you first came out the gate with like Unhollowed and all that? Even Miasma? No. Um, I mean, we had a bit more of an idea by the time Miasma came out because Unhollowed had like done a lot for us. Yeah. But, um, a lot of doors. but we didn't know like what was going to happen with Unhollowed. And, you know, I didn't know that we would be on tour with Cannibal Corpse or King Diamond or anything like that. You know, so yeah, that's definitely had to be eye opening. Insane. It was cool to say the very, very least. That's fine. Are any, uh, you got any create, you know, any stories from the road that you that stand out that you always think that you sometimes think about and laugh about that you could tell the people or not? <laughs> or um, <laughs> off, not off the top. I mean, I'm sure there's one out there, but it's just, just it's not to me. Yeah, this I, is this is basically the question I I always blank out on, which is like, what's the like craziest thing ever happened to you, man? It's like there's a <laughs> lot of crazy things that has happened to me on tour, probably. And there's a lot of not craziness too. I think that's kind of like the the more. I feel like most of tour is just kind of sitting there and like rotting. <laughs> yeah, just sitting, waiting to go on stage. Trying not to drink a lot before you go on stage, probably nowadays. Yeah, that, that's where I set a timer for when I should drink before the the show. Oh, that's because right. Because I'm, I'm too good at it. I don't <laughs> want to get too get too fucking blasted. I remember one of um, my friend Josh, who uh, I met through streaming, uh, Ruma Dad. His name, I think he's still in here. But in my Discord, he was like, can you ask Trevor how his uh, load-in and load-out game is? Ah, uh, shit, did we lose him again? I'm, can oh, you hear me? I can hear you. I can't see video, though. Mother of fucking Pearl. We see the blue, the blue Skype screen. Son of a fucking... Did you click the video icon? I don't know. There we go. Coming back. Oh, there we go. We're back. Okay. I was about to just throw my phone in between the tectonic plates. <laughs> the tectonic. <laughs> the inter this interview brought to you by Skype. Yeah, I need a fucking sponsorship now, please. Thank you. Yeah, oh, all that nice stuff I was saying about Skype, I take it all back. Take it back. You got to get Discord. You should get Discord. I, I have Discord, but I haven't done a video call on it yet. Oh, okay. So it's It's clean. It's not. Well, it's just... It doesn't have any lag. So, like, when you start lagging on my end, I have to, like, right-click on your source in OBS, go to properties, and I have to sync it. I have to switch in between network and source timing to catch you up to what you're saying. It's so fucking weird, dude. I'm like, why yeah, do we honestly, have to do this? Why does it do this? OBS is one of the reasons I didn't come back to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> we really want to get real here. OBS is the really fucking reason. <laughs> It's uh, it's it infuriates me so many different ways. Oh man, a lot of my friends that stream, we always complain about it. Always, dude. I'm like, why doesn't this work? Why, why doesn't this work? Why can't so I? Why, I don't get it. <laughs> why can't it remember your fucking settings, your camera settings, yeah. like that? Or like, what? Or uh, when you're using the game capture uh, thing, like why does it always choose a different uh, audio out, uh, output? For your audio, I don't know. It's just so fucking annoying. There's been so many times where I'm like, I'm not streaming tonight because I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's, everyone. That's, that's happened to me too, where I just got so frustrated that uh, 
I was just like, fuck this, man. I feel like I'm not doing it. An AV squad dude to just live in my room. Yes. (laughs) Let's see. Jared from Archaics in here, by the way. Um, He had a question for you, which is a good one. Have you been more creative, motivated to work on music or less creative, motivated um, during the lockdown COVID stuff? Uh, but kind of both, I guess. There's moments of where I'm feeling inspired and I'm able to like t- to do some things creatively. Yeah. Then there's moments where I'm just like arrested by the state of things. That's and hard. it just feels, I just feel the futility of life and the world and um, just gets all on you. Very little hope for our government. Either way things go in a few days and yeah. just like, you know, just kind of feeling feel like that. humans really fuck things up for ourselves. Yeah. And, um, it's a lot. That's a lot to realize. That's a lot to have on your shoulders for anybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it made it so, like, I couldn't smile and be the person I wanted to present on Twitch at times. You know what I mean? I totally get that, dude. There's but like... I, I have... um. I have a hard time like seeing other projects through outside of Black Dahlia Murder. Like I've been notorious for like disappointing people that like hit me up about singing on a different project. And uh, okay. you know, at first, at first, I'm always way into it and excited. Yeah, and yeah. I, get, I know that feeling. Then I just like I hit a wall with like writing for another band. Yeah, you just don't know how to do it. I just I'm I'm so like used to what I do with Black Dahlia Murder that like it's really it's just really hard for me but um I this did allow me to see uh something through Mm -hmm. um I can't I don't want to reveal too much about it because like anonymous you know one of those like way cool black metal things or whatever but I did sing on a two-song black metal demo that's, that's released to the public and um it was really fun to do different voices that were outside of Black Dahlia Murder and yeah. to kind of like approach it without the, the rules that I've written for myself for Black Dahlia Murder, which I are like you. not too many layers. So you can't, you know, so you don't sound like a jerk live. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. like I feel like I'm so like stuck within the, the voices that I do in Black Dahlia Murder that, um, you know, to do like something completely different in black metal was very freeing, you know, and I did sort of a, like uh, yeah. Attila from Mayhem kind of voice. Okay. Like that like, didgeridoo kind of like. Yeah. Uh, Doing that shit. Yeah. Like some, you know, some goblin ass shit. And, uh, yeah, that was different really for fun. you. Definitely That's... fun. Definitely different. Definitely something I've always wanted to do. But um, basically just having all the time in the world uh-huh. motivated, motivated me to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just beating myself up about it and I couldn't distract myself, mm-hmm. you know? And the music was so fucking good that like, I didn't want to pass up the opportunity. I knew I would kick myself later if I didn't do it. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been like weird. I feel like there's definitely been times where I'm like motivated to do shit. Like I started pushing myself to do like more of this podcast stuff because it really does help me mentally. And also just trying to, like, you know, I guess be more active outside of, you know, the internet world and just trying to, like, work out more and just, like, get healthier. Like, I cut meat out, like, again. I 
feel I'm like feeling better. I cut dairy out. I'm like feeling better because I did that. Like certain things and just I don't know, just trying to just be stay active, I guess. But uh-huh. there's definitely times where I'm like, they there's days where I'm like, this sucks. I get way in my head about things because like I really do love being an agent. I really do, and I've told many people this a lot. Most people know this about it. it's just like I love um booking tours and putting together these lineups, you know, especially when you can put together or get a band on a tour that they love, you know, on a on a tour with a band that they love, you know, and just like comp like getting them that tour and just seeing, you know, hearing and or seeing how stoked they are, that's like that makes the job for me. Like the money, none of that shit matters to me. It never has. Um, it's great, you know, it makes me, you know, I can pay my fucking bills, right? But uh <laughs> but it's always been like, yo, like like when I got like worm on a tour with Napalm Death this year, that didn't happen, unfortunately. That was just like those guys were like, What? Are you fucking with us? You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of responses I love. I knew when I called Derek, the guitarist, who's a really, really good friend of mine, I knew what he was gonna say, like he was gonna freak, right? And uh-huh. um it's just like, yeah. So like when I started thinking about those things, I'm like, man, I want that again. I need that again. And I try to think of like, what else could I do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something else I can do other than being an agent. I'm like, I can manage bands, but what is it to manage right now? <laughs> yeah, that's a weird position to be in too. Yeah. You know, it's like I already kind of like micromanage some bands that don't have a manager. You know, like I guess like there's been times even with like you know ingested and stuff like that, and um, I'll help them with some management shit. I mean, that's probably one band that. I've helped a lot with getting over here, you know, and uh, getting them, making them comfortable. A lot of returns from that, you know. Oh like yeah, for sure. Well. Yeah, they crush it a lot, a lot more than a lot of um, foreign bands. You yeah. Know, so you know, like when they were when they came to me and they were like, "Yo, we want to tour full time." It, it was like, "Oh shit, okay." I remember when they came to me about it. They're like, "You're going to be really happy about this," and I'm like, "What?" Like, we want to tour full time. I was like finally <laughs> you know yeah. and i was like yeah let's go like what do you guys want to do <laughs> you know and it was like a very exciting thing so yeah it's definitely i could see it being I, I feel like everyone's going through that though during this like you get like really creative at times and active <laughs> and then you go through your moment of like well this sucks everything sucks <laughs> right yeah it, it's fluctuated and um you know uh, yeah working out has helped me which is something I don't normally stick to. I've tried several times, but uh, uh, this has been my most successful at it. I've seen a lot of changes in my body and stuff. And uh, um, that's good. Just the the whole mood from it. You know what I mean? Like to stay in the right frame of mind, like working out definitely helps you stay positive. It clears it. I feel like it definitely for me. And I feel like it's for most people when you go work out, like it definitely clears your mind gives you energy it's like you feel good because you just worked out you're bettering yourself right so it's just like that's just that that always feels great so i've been like i definitely slacked on working out for a little bit and now i'm like back to it again and i'm like yeah i need to not stop again (laughs) especially as you like get older i just feel like we all need to like really need to try to stick with it as much as we can so we're not in for sure. shit form when we're in our, our 50s or some shit like i'm i'm 39 and yeah, I'm 33 
if I don't, you know, be a little more health minded and work out, like I will look like total shit. You know what I mean? Same, honestly, no joke. Yeah, it's after you turn thirty, it's like your metabol your metabolism just slows down. It goes away, dude. Like there's right. It's just throw in drinking every day and being on tour every day. Yeah, and you like a recipe for um, a fat, ugly guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's that's what it's gonna it's what's gonna happen. I've definitely seen a lot of my friends working out more recently, which is cool. Like it's been cool to see that and like them a lot of like my friends that I grew up with like in New York are like taking it more serious and shit. And it's like Yeah, that's great. It definitely pushed me to do that. And like I said, I'm starting to see some returns in my body and like get kind of pumped. Feeling and, better. Uh, yeah, feeling just overall it's it's easier to stay optimistic for me yeah and um i'm like a, i'm a real anxious person so yeah it's helped with that tremendously That's like just good. to get me out of my own head and um clears you up not be so like self-defeating you know exactly yeah it definitely it definitely helps like clear your mind kind of like resets you in a sense you know mm -hmm. for me at least like when i go work out and i'm done and i come home shower drink a protein shake or some shit like that i'm like all right i feel reset today let's do something you know something else that proactive and just try to not be lazy today <laughs> yeah dude like that's nice. our our bass player max that's like his whole thing like he's a oh, very he's a very anxious like neurotic kind of person mm -hmm. but he takes you know uh working out super seriously and um it's just like everything for his mental state, you know? That's great. No, it's great that he had, you know, he does that to help himself, you know? Well, fuck yeah, man. Well, I really do appreciate you doing this with me. I've been a fan of yours for a very long time, fan of the band for a long ass time. Um, I do hope after all this shit's over and we start playing shows again, I'm sure we're going to fucking hang out and drink some. And yeah dude, i like that you know and yeah. i i'm a fan of yours man like i Thank see what you, you do your fucking Brian. tour is awesome thank um, you um so definitely yeah we, we see lot. you out here man. <laughs> it means a lot dude it definitely means a lot all right so everybody we're gonna go i'm gonna go raid somebody let's see who's online right now we should go eddie from suicide silence is online we got his ass we can go raid yeah, let's go raid Eddie. Why don't we do that? You probably known Eddie for a long time, right? Yeah, I assume Eddie. you fuck. Yeah, I would. He's great. I, I knew he... him um, before he sang for any band that people know. Like I remember when it was a uh, like, Gunmetal Gray. Oh yeah, he told me about that band too when we did that when I had him on here, and I was like, "What band?" He's like, "Yeah, go look it up," and I was like, "Oh shit." I pitched him to Metal Blade, and I almost got him on Metal Blade. Like it was no like a age kind of thing, and yeah. they're really, really good, honestly. It's fucking wild. So you go way back with him. He's such a funny guy. He's a good dude. Very good dude. He's a character for sure. He is, dude. I love watching his streams and just like hanging out with him. He's so fucking goofy. Fucking love him. But anyway, again, thank you, thank you, everyone who stuck around and hung out with us followed me and whatnot you know go follow fucking trevor who'll be back on the twitch soon <laughs> that's right um and go pick up their new fucking record you haven't yet but yes we're gonna go raid eddie right now spam some emotes in his page follow him if you haven't yet 
He's a very fun guy, and his streams are very fun as well. So here we go. We're going to go raid him. All right. Thank you. Now we're off stream. <laughs> cool.